Welcome back to the Jordan Syatt Mini Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I have an amazing episode for you today. But before we dive into it, I have a quick announcement, and I, I just want to say thank you. Because yesterday, July 11th, 2021, was the 10-year anniversary of when I first launched Syatt Fitness. <laughs> it's crazy for me to think about that it was already 10 years ago. But I was a college kid. I was in my college dorm room. And I had no idea that an online business was possible. Uh, I didn't have Instagram at the time. Actually, I don't even think Instagram existed at that time. I literally was just starting a website to write my thoughts on fitness and training and nutrition down. I was obsessed with fitness and I wanted to help as many people as possible. And I thought starting a website was the best way to do that. And that was it. If, if you had told me 10 years ago what Syatt Fitness would become, there is no way I ever would have believed you. And I'm just, I'm eternally grateful. And I wanted to take a moment to thank you, whether you've been following me since day one on July 11th, 2011, or you just found me today, July 12th, 2021. I appreciate you. I want to thank you for giving me your time, for giving me your attention. Uh, it really does mean the world to me. So as my way of saying thank you, I want to give you a 10% off coupon code for your first Inner Circle membership. If you've never joined the Inner Circle before, I'm going to put the link in the show notes. But if you go to the Inner Circle and you use the code ANNIVERSARY10 at checkout, you will get 10% off your first Inner Circle membership. You get immediate access to everything the Inner Circle has to offer. You get to use the Inner Circle members-only application with our own weight tracking app, with our consistency calendar, all of the workouts, the home workouts, the bodyweight workouts, the dumbbell workouts, the comprehensive strength programs. You get literally everything. You get access to the group community, and you get 10% off if you use the code ANNIVERSARY10. Again, I'll put the link and all of the information in the show notes. But that's it. I just want to say thank you, and, and hopefully uh, you understand how much I really appreciate your time and your encouragement and your support and your attention over the years. So go to the link in the show notes. Use ANNIVERSARY10 at checkout to get 10% off your first Inner Circle order. And with that said, I want to tell you about this episode. This is a truly wonderful episode. I hope you listen the whole way through, especially if you struggle with developing a healthy relationship with food and or exercise. This podcast was a blessing for me. I got to speak with a young man. His name is Michael. And I knew Michael when I was a little kid. I was actually in the same grade as his older brother, John. And I didn't, I didn't know Michael growing up, but I knew who he was. I was friendly with his brother, John. His whole family is incredibly nice. But Michael started, started following me on Instagram somewhat recently, and we've had a few back and forths, and he's been telling me that he's been struggling with his relationship with food, how he's been struggling with food anxiety, how it's been sort of getting in the way of his ability to, uh, to really enjoy life, enjoy relationships, to enjoy food at social gatherings, birthdays, all of that stuff. Uh, in this podcast, we talk about all of the things that he's gone through, all the phases he's gone through with his own fitness journey, how so much of his goal has really just been focused on weighing less, weighing less, weighing less, getting lower on the scale, and how we think that's been affecting him. And we've come up with a plan to help him develop a healthier relationship with food, develop a healthier relationship with exercise, and be able to enjoy life and live life rather than let fitness run every waking moment of it. So, uh, Michael, thank you so much for coming on. I hope everyone enjoys the episode. If you do, please leave a five-star review on iTunes. And with that said, let's get into it.
Jordan, how are you, man? <laughs> man, I'm very good. I'm super excited about this. How are you? I am fantastic. This is I'm super excited for this too as well. I feel like I'm like a high school college quarterback meeting Tom Brady right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, man, one of the reasons I'm really excited about this is just because when was the last time like when was the last time I saw you? Must have been when when I was uh, probably like a senior in high school at the at the late at the earliest. I was gonna say if that maybe maybe at like junior year prom pictures maybe I might have ran into you too for my for you and my brother might have been the prom together but for that it might have been the playground back in elementary school. Man, that is so why it's it's, yeah. at, it's so funny. I uh, I told my mom I was like, mom, you're never gonna guess who I'm hopping on the phone with. And uh, and we always do this thing where whatever I say, mom, you're not gonna be able to guess. Like she has to go through and guess, and we we do like <laughs> oh, point question type things. Oh, you, you mean the mom thing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty questions is, is a normal scene in the O'Connell household. And and she literally she got to the point of guessing Johnny. She she got to the point of guessing your brother, and I was like, well, it's Johnny's no way. Yeah, crazy. She's so good at it. She's super oh. good at it. Yeah, but I, dude, I remember. I think I told you this when we first started talking again on Instagram. Like, I just have this the the one memory I have of you from growing up is like you were a little kid. Like, you probably couldn't have been more than five, six at the most, and you were just you were just eating a pizza at Haynes School, and and we were in the we were in the uh, in the gym. I think there was like an like a some type of a big school meeting after school on a Friday night or something. And we were all together. I think my dog was there and you were eating pizza and oh playing my with my gosh. dog. <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, it was the, um, what kind of dog was it? It was a, um, cockerpoo. He was a cockerpoo. Yeah, cockerpoo. Yeah. 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 Oh, <laughs> I remember loving that dog. I was, I was talking to my parents as well. And I was like, Hey, like, yeah, I'm like, so I'm in the Cape right now. I'm like, Hey, if I, if I disappear for a little while from the beach, I'm going on a podcast. With uh, Jordan side, my mom goes, oh, you have to tell him I say hello. No, I just does love she him. Yeah, does she remember you, Jordan? Yeah. That's she's awesome. Like, he, is, he was always, because she's like, either you were nice to my boys or you weren't nice to my boys. <laughs> so like, she has that engraved in her head. And she was like, Jordan side was such a sweetheart. Oh, my gosh. Blah, blah. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll make sure I tell him you say hello, mom. That's amazing. Well, please give your whole family my love. I, of course, you as that's well. That's so funny. Um, so, so listen. Um, I want to give you the floor. Okay. Uh, I want you to just like just walk me through what you're going through. Obviously, I, I've read your messages, and I thought it would be best for us to hop on a call because I think it's you can always discuss more and have more nuance and really like dig to the root of the issues when you when you actually speak to the person. So, how about you just like walk me through instead of going like straight to what you think the issue is right now, let's just start yeah. a little bit further back. Walk me through your life in, in fitness and in health and, and what has progressed and then, and then we'll get into where you are now. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. So, um, I guess post pain school, eating pizza in the cafeteria. Um, so I, in high school, I actually, uh, initially wanted to play football in college. Right. So, after my sophomore year, um, I weighed probably around I was probably around six one, two twenty five. Okay. Uh, and then going into my junior year that fall, I 
put on about 25 pounds because I was like dead set. I was like, I'm playing football in college. That's what I want to do. Like sports has been my whole life, right? Uh, and then again, so played football and lacrosse in, college, in high school. And then going into my senior year, I was like, again, I was like dead set. Playing football in college. This is what I'm going to do. So I packed on another 40 pounds. 40. So, and yes. Was that something that like co- coaches had told you to do? Uh, it, obviously the coaches want you to be as big and strong as possible. So I was the left tackle. So it's like, you kind of have to be the biggest guy on the field. Yeah. So that's kinda, yeah, yeah. That was kind of not engraved in my head. Cause, uh, it wasn't any pressure to do it. It was kind of something I wanted to do. It was me doing it on my own. But, uh, yeah, I got, I was by my senior year, I was probably six, three, two eighty five. Okay. Um, playing lineman. And just the relationship in regards to what I was eating, I would eat every anything in sight that looked appetizing was just going <laughs> going in my mouth. And that's how it worked. It was just like you wanted to gain as much weight as possible. I'd go to you know Nine Acre Corner breakfast burrito. Oh, oh man, Dunkin' Dunkin' Donuts years right. <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts is next door. I'll, I'll, I can get some hash browns, maybe a coffee culotta. So you have <laughs> high calorie foods. I'm like, oh geez. And then like, go back to Nine Acre, get a train wreck, or eat subs. So I was eating everything in sight, right? Go to dinner, I'd eat. Di- my mom would be like, "Oh, like yeah, I'm making uh like steak, chicken." My mom. So at my house, like we'd have like great meals, like family dinners. So mm. like steak, chicken, fish, vegetables, and I'd be like, "Oh yeah, perfect." And then like, "Oh yeah, me and uh, like all my buddies are going to Chipotle." She's like, "Oh," and like she's like, "Oh, so you don't not gonna be here for dinner?" I was like, "Oh no, no." no it's, second dinner i go to chipotle and then it's like well taco bell's on the way home guys like should we stop and get a crunch wrap so yeah um so going oh, on the tangent a little bit yeah so uh basically so i was yeah gaining a lot of weight for football i was like dead set i was like hey this is what i want to do play football and then uh, during my junior year so summer going into my senior year a couple of cross schools had reached out to me being like hey like We'd love to talk to you. Have you come up to campus? I was like, oh, geez, like, I didn't even think of that. But they were like, you need, like, to get in shape. Like, we have a lot of running tests, conditioning tests. So I was like, all right. Mm. Like, so going through my fall, my for uh, my senior year of high school, I was like, all right, like, change of plans. I was like, lacrosse. Because uh, football, I was going to be playing lower to, like, Division three football, which they don't give scholarships for. Got so it. Okay. From a like a financial standpoint, a couple of Division two schools were looking at me for lacrosse, and they were offering scholarships. Up, I was like, well, I, if I can go to college for cheaper than full, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously, from a financial standpoint, I was like, this is what makes most sense. And I had recently found a new passion and love for lacrosse, and kind of took over that over football. So I was like, all right, like it's it's go time. So from Thanksgiving of my senior year of high school to around i guess like around tryouts so what would that be march of my senior year i dropped 40 pounds wow no, okay 60, 60 pounds 60 pounds 60 pounds yeah so i went from around 285 to 225 in in like four months in about four months yeah wow. and i was just uh that's when the whole nutrition thing kind of kicked in i would actually look at food labels rather than just see the the picture on the front of the cosmic brownies <laughs> or the the high sugar cereals and i'm like oh 
actually turning, they actually have labels on them, which is like the weirdest thing. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, do, you remember, so, do you remember what you did to lose all that weight? So just prioritize more nutritional value like in the food. So like mm-hmm. instead of eating empty calories of bags of Lay's chips, I'd have brown rice quinoa, uh, grilled chicken. So that's when it was kind of like the you eat like a dog every day type thing. <laughs> eat, the same, eat the same food every meal yeah uh, yep. cut out cut out a lot of the sweets i was i could crush a pint of ben and jerry's within three minutes if i wanted to oh, so man. like cut, cutting stuff out <laughs> like that uh without getting a brain freeze which is the most impressive part um but just cutting things out like that and just prioritizing uh i don't know if you remember um coach miller he might have been sean miller yeah of course, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He got me into strength training. Yeah, he was so like he, the beginning of it all. Yeah, so he's like my like my family. He's I consider him family. Um, he really kind of took me under his wing, and we really got down to the nitty gritty of things, and kind of got my diet in place. I was going to the gym with him in the morning. My my idea of the gym before that was just you go in like uh, like we had did have a long conditioning practice yesterday for football or lacrosse like. I'm just going to do, like, biceps, triceps, maybe a little bit of back and get out of here. Or, like, for footballs, I'm going to go in there, crush the bench press, like, have Coach see me put up 325 four times and then leave. He really was like, all right, we need to do five four times. Oh, yeah. It it was, yeah. Oh, my dear Lord. You are a beast. What (laughs) the hell? (laughs) But, yeah, so then uh, Coach Miller and I were, were close throughout high school but just really senior year we really connected deeper than that just because of I was going to him every morning whether it be lifting or just stretching and kind of recovery stuff he really kind of opened my eyes to the whole fitness industry and kind of creating a better relationship with the nutritional value of foods right that dude that's Um, so funny I mean that guy is a saint the connection that that he builds with the students there he literally he is the reason I got into strength training. He's the reason, like from from my freshman year on, he was he was the guy in there, just like you were saying, it, early morning, 6 a.m.s, all the way, like we would stay after school and train yeah. together. Every day when I'd go in, there was a period of time where he literally, every day I'd go into school, he would make me show him the food that I'd brought in just to be like, he wanted to make sure I was eating enough. He was like, show me what you're planning yeah. to eat today. Like just such exactly. a good guy. Eating enough and eating the right foods, right? Yeah, so it's, yeah. It's not, you know, you're not starving yourself and you're not overindulging in, like, obviously, like, with moderation and things like that, that's huge. But like, he would make sure you're not, like, for me, it was, like, I, like, lift up the pants, like, lift up your ankles. Any, any like, bags you're tripping to that? You're like, oh, okay, yeah, real funny. <laughs> but uh, it's, like, so you're trying to, like, sneak something into school, like, giving you, like, the pat down. But, uh, no, he's... And then you're like, oh, yeah, he's probably getting paid X, Y, Z to do this. He was, it was no, it was doing no. it all voluntarily because he wanted the, for just for the students. He was so student embodied. And it, I just and then even post high school, he, he came to, I think, I don't even know. I don't want to say more games than my, my own family, but he was at every single one of my lacrosse games, whether it be down the road in North Andover or she's up in Albany, New York, six hours wow. away. He'd, he'd drive Jeez. up there with him and his son, and uh, he, he's the best. He's a big, big part of my life to this day. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm going to shoot him a text awesome. once we're off this. That's amazing. Yeah. 
he's he, yeah, he, but don't call him. He might he might get you on the phone for like twenty five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. And I hope if he if he hears any of this, I hope he knows I'm kidding. I love him to death. So 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 keep going. Sorry, I interrupted. No, you're good. So yeah, so that was so I dropped you yeah, around sixty pounds in around four months. Um, but at the time too, and I think looking back on it, it was the the right way. I wasn't over going into like back then i didn't know what a calorie deficit was right mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. going back to that it was like i was eating the right foods and eating enough and i was in a small deficit but i think i had so much excess weight to lose yeah you had so that much it was just yeah. it was coming off like it was like melted butter you know what i mean to a point and then i got to like that that 240 to 225 range was really when Coach Miller and I kind of like reassessed everything. I was like, all right, like it's going to get harder for these next 15 pounds that you want to lose. So we had to kind of prioritize different things, different food groups, you know, higher protein, maybe a little less carbs some days. But I never cut anything out completely cold turkey. It was like, if oh, it's your birthday in August. Like, dude, have a piece of cake. Like, your mom, like, it's, it's a celebratory thing for you, right? Um, but yeah, so then after that, went to, uh, Merrimack College up in North Andover okay. and started kind of that next chapter of my life in the college career of lacrosse. Um, again, there, so just kind of you train so much, you practice every day in the fall. We have winter lifts, you have everything. So you go back early from winter break and you're in the gym, you're in the weight room, and they have the trained staff for the lifting segment, but we didn't have like a nutritionist or we didn't have any of those stations where you, after lift, you go in and you grab a protein shake or you grab a pre-made meal or like a PB and J. Like they didn't have any of that stuff. So it wasn't the whole food aspect was kind of just living up the dining hall or going down the street to the grocery store and finding food there and like making something up. But that's when kind of the, the I guess the food thing started for me was kind of making sure that I would stay in shape and kind of hover around that 225 range because that's kind of where I thought my quote-unquote like battling weight was Mm. um then I so I played attack which was kind of you you do some running but then you also do a lot of standing when the ball's on the other end of the field okay um and then I made a switch to play midfield around halfway through my sophomore year which involved a lot more cardio obviously so I got Dropped another 10 pounds So at this point now. So between the time I was 18 and 21, I lost almost 100 pounds. Wow. Yeah. So I got down to around 195. But I was, I looked full and I looked like I played college sports, right? I had yeah. like a good, good tone, good body build. Like I had to be able to push, push people around and, kind of hold my own on the field um i was in really good cardio shape had a good balance between lifting weights and kind of that split because obviously when we're training in season and out of season you're not hitting legs every day you're not hitting chest every day there's a good split and they obviously have the trained uh staff to kind of you walk in and you have a set lift for that day and it's all based on if we have a game on tuesday the Monday lifts can be lighter, more accessory stuff, maybe prioritize stretching over 
hitting something. And obviously, um, on those other days, on off-season stuff, it's kind of making sure we gotta get as strong as possible for when we kick off the season in the spring. Um, so I guess fast forward a little bit there. Um, by my senior year, I probably stayed around 205, gained a couple more pounds, wanted to kind of see what, see what I could play uh, midfield at there. And then I guess really post-college, um, you got to get that. You're like, oh, like I can still drink these beers or I can still kind of you, – you have like the tailgate food after a game. And you're like, <laughs> oh, that's going to become like my normal meal now. The pasta salads, the pizza, the – chicken tenders all that kind of stuff and you eat that and you're like for me it was like i you like oh you look in the mirror like i actually looked in the mirror and i was like i don't really love the way i'm looking right now mm. i got back up to around 225 i was like oh like last time i was 225 was my freshman year of college like when you're 18 compared to when you're 22 you're like oh like i was 18 like i was kind of like I thought I was the cool, like the man, like, you know, like you're like, in, you're in college lacrosse shape, you're in uh, like athletic shape. And then you look and you're like, oh, this isn't like eating grilled chicken or eating like good foods, like high nutritious food. This is me kind of having a beer belly 225 and kind of <laughs> eat, eat, eating, eating the wrong things and overindulging too much. So I yeah. kind of reassessed it there. Different and I think body composition, same weight. Exactly, exactly. I think it was distributed a little bit differently. Um, but yeah, that's, I think, kind of where the whole food and nutrition thing kind of kicked off. Uh, like it, it was a different phase. So phase one was that high school phase. Uh, went from eating every kind of sugary food to meeting with Coach Miller and then reassessing my diet and kind of making sure I'm eating more macronutrient foods, right? Yep, yep. College, you get to college, and it's like, all right, now I need food for fuel to fuel my body so I can perform to the best of my ability on the lacrosse field. And then post college, it was like, all right, now I need, to, I need to see to lose weight, and I'll do. And then my mindset was, I'll do whatever it takes. Mm. And it's kind of been wired in my head, like I'll do whatever it takes for whatever, I, whatever I need to do, right? Like for family, you do whatever it takes. For your job, you'll do anything to make sure you you're successful. In my, I guess, now thinking about it, like for me, it was like to be successful right now in my weight loss journey that I want to do, I'll do whatever it takes to have the number on the scale go down. Mm. So that's okay. when it really kind of, I think, flicked the switch where it was like, I got to a point where I was looking at food labels and would just be like, oh no. But my thing is, was I'd immediately not look at cal obviously calories, but wasn't anything else. It'd go calories, carbs, calories, carbs, calories, carbs. Wasn't obviously I'd have like some protein stuff. Like I'd eat uh, some sort of meat with every meal. But if I was looking at something that was packaged with a food label, it'd go how many calories is it? How many carbs are in there? How many calories? How many carbs? Interesting. Was that because you you, you thought carbs were off limits? I thought yeah. That at the time I was like carbs. Carbs are bad. Tony Got carbs. it. So then I got over, I guess, oh, obsessive with uh, my fitness pal, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I yep. was scanning everything. And then I was like, oh, like looking at my calories for the day, there would be back then I wasn't as restrictive on it, but it would be like, oh, like I can't eat more than 2000 calories a day. 
I didn't want to go over 100 carbs. Like, obviously, there's ways to go. You can eat 100 carbs a day and healthy lose weight. But I think I was doing it to the obsessive point where it was like, if I got to dinner and I ate dinner, I wouldn't have anything after that if I was like at like 111 carbs. Because like, I want to be, like, I want to be under 100. So, I, and I wasn't doing keto. I wasn't doing paleo. I wasn't doing any of these diets. It was just, I had my calories at a certain point. And then if I went over 100 carbs, I'd like almost get like anxious and be like, oh, I, well, now tomorrow I got to do something different or train longer or do something like that. Was was this something that you sort of just on your own, you decided, hey, I'm going to put my limit at 100 grams of carbs a day and anything over that like, is bad? Was that like sort of you just came up with that on your own? Yeah, I was like, I was like, so if I'm going to eat, so breakfast, lunch, dinner, and like, I, I'm a, I have the worst sweet tooth in the world. Right? <laughs> so I'm like, and then if I have extra calories at the end, I'm like, I'm going to splurge and have a couple of Oreos or I'll eat nothing of ice cream or have some sort some sweet to kind of finish the night off. Right. Yep. Yep. But if I, for me, for some reason, I was like, well, if I have those three meals during the day, they roughly will have ideally around 35, 30 to 35 carbohydrates in it and kind of proteins and your, your other uh, fats and things like that. So then I was like, oh, so I should be at 100. And that should, I should just call it a day. If I get to 100, done. So I was like, all right. This, and then reassessing that again, there's, there's a lot of chapters, a lot of phases to, the, to the, my, my book of fitness right here and yeah, weight loss journey. Many layers of the onion to peel. Exactly, exactly. I love the Shrek reference. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so then that I didn't. So when I started the My Fitness Pal thing, it wasn't like a, I wasn't crazy obsessive over it. But then it got to a point where I was like, all right, like not really seeing like the gains that I want, or not gains, but the fat loss, the the progress that I wanted to see, right? To lose the the weight and lose obviously the belly fat and kind of tone up a little bit. Um, I was going to CrossFit before work. Um, I'd go to Hot Pilates on the other day. So I'd do CrossFit Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Tuesday, Thursday, I was going to Hot Pilates. On Saturday, I'd do Pilates. On Sunday, I'd go back to CrossFit. So I wasn't giving myself any rest either. Mm-hmm. So then, I again, I was like, All right, I got to reassess things. Like things. I'm not seeing the progress. I think the CrossFit, maybe I was eating more than I thought I was. So I was like, oh, I'm eating 2,000 calories a day. But I was like, well, did I track everything right? Like, oh, maybe that salad dressing was higher calorie than I thought it was. Or the the snack I ate at work that one day might have been super calorie dense. Or uh, it Obviously, one day is not going to change anything. But I think it was a progression of I'd sprinkle in things like that. Yep, and yep. then I would, at the end of the week, it would be like, I didn't lose any weight. And I kind of look like I'm bulkier again, maybe <laughs> from lifting weights. So then there was a phase where I just was like, all right, cut out the CrossFit, no weight training. I'm just going to go to Pilates every day. Mm. So then I didn't. And then, so did the Pilates every day for a couple of months, reassessed it, did kind of a mirror check. I'm like, I look like a bag of pudding. I look like a bag of pudding. <laughs> I'm like, 
I, what is going on? I'm like, I'm eating the same food. I cut out CrossFit because I thought the weightlifting might have been why I was not getting any tonnage. And I was like, I look like someone just put putting in a bag and was like, here you go. With, with some blonde hair. I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing here? But then, yeah, so that was back. So, so I graduated college in 2019. That probably brings us to around 20 yeah 2020 so that's when the pudding bag came into place um and then i then i think i really turned a corner for where i guess now we're talking today where i was i'm gonna restrict myself so much until i look the way i want Mm. which is the bad thing obviously and and that's where, where you are right now that's currently so i'm right now i'm like this is like when you messed me back, I was like, and it was like your your high school crush, like mess texting, and you're like, oh my god, I just got a message from George. Like, he wants he wants to talk. Like guys, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Like text him back. Text him back. Um, but I was like, this is like this could not be at a better time. It's like it's just another phase that I need to address, right? So yeah. it's like then it's an, it's another another chapter to the to the book. Um, but so, yeah, so after that, I was just like eating, geez, I was going to like 13, 1400 calories a day. And mind you, I'm, I'm six, three at the time, six, three, two, probably like two thirty, sixty, two thirty, eating 1300 calories a day, Jeez. Do, doing the Pilates every day still. And I was like, cause I was like, I obviously, and then like financials come into it's like CrossFit's not cheap no no it's not and so I was like I can't do I can't be doing both of these right now so I was like the Pilates was cheaper and I and for me again too another thing I'm all over the place but I dress a good workout with I still kind of do with sweating right mm-hmm. okay so it's like, like the more you sweat the better yeah. the workout okay exactly it's like if I'm not going to be sweating then I'm not losing the weight. I'm not burning ca- enough calories. So I was like, all right. I'm, so first of all, cross looks a little bit more expensive than Pilates. And Pilates is 100 degrees and you're doing burpees, jumping jacks, push-ups. And I, you leave dripping sweat. I'm like, that's a better workout. Automatically, boom, done. Mm-hmm. Time me up. So then I would still be doing the, the Pilates every morning. And I was restricting myself to around 13 I will say 1500 calorie be, being generous. Okay. Gen, a generous 1500. That's Got saying it. like maybe one or two days I'd go to 1500. <laughs> you might, you might splurge and go to 1500 I'm, one or two I'm, days a week. <laughs> exactly. I might sprinkle a little bit more spinach on my salad that one day. Um, <laughs> so then that's when I was like, I started seeing some more of the progression and I was like, all right, like it's working. It's because again, I think I had that initial reaction of, when I was larger in high school, when I was at the 285, it kind of was melting off quicker because of the high calorie deficit I was in at the time. Mm-hmm. So I was in such a deficit at the time that it, it was coming off quick, quick at a time, like quickly. And then I was I wasn't weighing myself daily back then, so I wasn't getting like I guess very accurate results from things. But um, and then I was. So this brings us now, I guess. So I'm back now. I was living in Medford with a couple of my college buddies. And 
Um, started started to lift weights in the backyard. We had a couple of dumbbell things back there called, called it the junkyard. Nice. Um, I like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. We had the old time weights where you had to like put on the, uh, what is it, the plate, and then you had to scroll, like uh, screw in the. the oh, the yeah. Those are great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know exactly what I'm talking about. But then I was also, so I would wake up in the morning. This is also in June to August, right? So it's hot months. Wake up in the morning before work. Uh, this is all during COVID, so I'm all remote, right? So I have a lot of free time. I would wake up, toss the trash back on, maybe a little like light, like windbreaker fleece, and run seven miles. Shut up. Wait, you put a trash bag on to sweat more? Yeah. Got it. Okay. So then I would do that, run seven miles in the morning, get back, and I'd do jump rope, some sort of bicep, triceps, back, some core, and then um, start my day. Do my work day on repeat seven days a week. Maybe one day i do the seven miles and not do the weight training, but then me and my roommates would go up to New Hampshire and go on a hike, right? Mm. so that was that was the summer of 2021 so that's when covid kind of just first started so i was like hey, that's so summer, summer of 2020 yeah yeah sorry sorry yeah summer of yeah. 2020 yeah um that was that and then was still kind of super over conscious of what i was eating right i would it was egg whites in the morning um some sort of uh egg whites in uh, deli turkey meat for lunch. Uh, I'd have this probably the same thing for dinner, maybe a yeah, same thing for dinner, maybe a little more protein. And then I'd have like three, two good yogurts for dessert. And that was it. Maybe, wow. and, then a, and then a half a protein bar, maybe. Were you, were you struggling with hunger? What was that like? Was it an issue where you're just like, it's worth it because I'm going to do whatever it takes? Like, what was going on? Uh, so back then, so in that summer, so I would, I'd still go out like on a Saturday and we'd go to like the local like pub and I'd grab a beer, I'd grab some chicken wings or something like that to kind of just like, in my mind, kind of satisfy myself. Mm-hmm. So I guess I not calling it a cheat day, but that would be my off day from my normal, yeah. super restrictive diet. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So then that was that. So that was summer of 2020. And then I moved out of that place in August. And then again, another another phase came in. It was like, all right, I'm going to still eat that much. And then I joined. I was like, oh, Planet Fitness, 22 bucks a month. I'm like, all right, Pilates is done. Planet <laughs> Fitness. Let's go. We're going to do this now. Planet Fitness is a great deal. Like, I, oh, they I really, love it. It's a really good deal. So, yeah. So, my parents have a place in the Cape, and I was living in um, South Boston at the time. So, I'd go to the one in Medford. Um, but then there's one down down where I'm in the Cape. So, I'm like, oh, like, I have the black card. I can go to anyone I want. So, like, this morning when I was – I texted you this morning, like, hey, can I hit a workout this morning? Uh, can we do the, the Sunday afternoon? Perfect. Awesome. So it's 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 a nice it is a really good deal and it's twenty two bucks and you get the, to use all any Planet Fitness around the country which is awesome, but um so after I left that apartment I moved into South Boston and then 
phase, I don't even know what phase one, we'll say phase five of the, <laughs> the journey uh, began where I would, it got, it got bad, real bad. Super what restrictive, super okay. restrictive, wouldn't, I'd go home for the holidays, wouldn't eat, my mom makes a, oh, crock pot turkey on mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. Yeah. It, it is unbelievable. I'd have maybe like a sliver of it and I'd have a, a salad with veggies and stuff like that instead. None of the sides. My, my aunt makes these unbelievable chocolate chip cookies. Didn't touch them. I Did would, you barely I, see anything? Did they notice? So I think they were. So then again, so I'll go back to when I moved into Southie, I would... I started doing intermittent fasting too, right? Mm, okay. So that was another thing too. So I wasn't that's, eating until 12 a, and I was, yeah. so I wasn't eating the breakfast I was eating that summer and I was eating the same lunch and same dinner and same quote unquote, what I called dessert, which was the yogurts. So I was just eating that during the day because I was doing the intermittent fasting. I, was, I didn't look at it as calories in a day i was like if i'm not going to eat till 12 and eat the same calories i'll be in a bigger deficit which in my mind was like oh that's healthier so i'll be losing more weight faster all right great so instead of it got to a point where i would eat during my window so i did the 16 8 window yep so i'd eat from 12 to 8 and then immediately get in bed at like 8 30 Brush my teeth, get in bed, and I was like, all right, have that taste of mint in my mouth. I'm in my bed. I'm not going to eat anymore. Got it. So you, you were brushing your teeth and getting in bed immediately as a way to prevent yourself from eating once that it's, eating window is over. Exactly. I kind of like cope with it. Be like, all right, like if I'm in my bed and I brush my teeth, I'm not going like, to want to go eat. Not even – I'm not going to want to go eat that ice cream or eat a cookie or something like that. I'm not going to want to eat in general. Got it. Yep. So then I'd I'd be asleep by like nine thirty, wake up, go to the gym again in the morning, four o'clock in the morning every day, work out for two hours, wear the trash bag, wear mind you, so this is my my attire at the time for the gym was gym shorts, compression shorts, and then it would go short sleeve gray or a shirt where you could see sweat, right? Mm-hmm. You get that mental satisfaction. Yep. Trash bag. A, a thin, like, uh, what, what do I compare it to? Like a thin, like a really, really, like, almost paper-thin sweatshirt. Okay. A long-sleeve Under Armour. A short-sleeve, like, uh, I don't know, like, um, What's his name? Steph Curry has like a short sleeve Under Armour sweatshirt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Wear that and then I'd wear a Under Armour windbreaker. And this is all just so you could sweat more. Sweat more because I, I had that mental thing where so I'm sweating more and burning more calories. And for me, the sweat was like a mental thing. It's like, all right, I had a good workout. Got it. So then I'd go to Planet Fitness in the morning, work out. I think I've sent you a couple of workouts. It would be like jump rope. Jumping jacks, lunges, bicep curls, triceps, back, a core circuit, and then I'd do legs, and I'd do more accessory work, and then I'd do 
front back hops, side hops, vertical jumps. And this would all take up that two hour span. So I'd go from four. So we'll say, we'll say five to seven every morning. Cause I wake up at four, get ready. Cause putting on, on all that attire takes about 20 minutes. <laughs> I know that. So I had to accommodate for that. 15 minute drive. I right, get there by five, five to seven workout. Take, take all the stuff off. Look at the shirt in the mirror. Oh, it's covered in sweat. Awesome. Can start my day. Can start my work day. That's where it got to, to a point. And then, so by December, there was, there was worry from my family, I'd say. Okay. No, not worry. It was just like, oh, you look really thin. Did, did they bring up concern? Like, hey, are you, like, are you, are you eating enough? Like, did they talk about that at all? Well, yeah, my uh, it's mothers being mothers. Are you eating enough? <laughs> and then you go home and they want to make you a home cooked meal, and you're like, no, 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 no. For me, it was like, no, I don't want to eat that. I want to eat. I want to eat what I want to eat. Yeah. Just know that I'm eating. I'm eating enough. I'm eating enough. I'm, I'm 24 years old. I never said this. 24 years old. I'm eating enough. I'm eating enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, got to a point by I. So I, I actually have. I'm gonna pull it up right now in my notes. So I went from, I weighed myself every day from the September I moved out of Medford to this morning, basically. I had a couple of months where I kind of skipped a couple of days. So when I left Medford, I was about 177 pounds, which is light. Yeah, you're 6'3", yeah. And then, so now we're in, we'll say, let's see where, Christmas time. That's when all the gingerbread cookies and the pot roast and the chocolate chip cookies from my aunt come in and they're, they bring them up and we all have the celebration for me. I was like, no, I'm going to eat these things. I'm not going to have any of that, like, uh, what is it, that the layered cake thing. It's like a... Yeah. Angel fruit cake with the chocolate pudding. It's oh, the heat bar crumble. It's like <laughs> I wanted, and I wanted to eat it so bad. And you're like, you know, well, I want to me me looking as thin as possible and looking this way aesthetically is more important to me right now. Mm. So I got down to 162 pounds. Wow. And uh, just looked myself in the mirror, and I was like, oh, I look. I look shredded. I thought I looked. I thought I looked so good. I'm like I'm very low body fat percentage. I'm finally at that spot where pudding boy now looks like a shredded piece of meat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Only a piece of meat. And then, um, so that's when the, that's when the, the food relationship and my parents are like, yeah, like are you eating enough. You look thin. You look pale. Um, until around now, we're what twenty twenty one summer. Yep, it's probably hasn't been the best July, obviously weather-wise, but here at least in Massachusetts. But um, I'd be cold all the time, right? I'm mm. cold. Um, kind of had that hunger thing too, where I'd get like almost like hangry to a point. Yeah. So then recently, I had to like reassess everything, and I was like, you know what? Like, I need to start eating more food. I got it. And that's why I texted her. I was like, hey, like, I'm going out. Like, what do I do? And you're like, hey, let's hop on the phone Sunday. Let's talk through this. So now we're present day, 
starting to reassess it. And the, the thing is, is like, I'm lucky and I'm super fortunate to have a great support system at home for this. So with like eating and stuff like that, like my mom, my dad, my brothers, my girlfriend, my aunts, they're all super supportive, which has been super helpful. So I open up to them finally. That's incredibly, incredibly fortunate to have like such a strong support system like your family. Absolutely. So, so there's a lot to discuss here. And the first thing I want to say is like, thank you for being willing to talk about this openly. Um, I guarantee you this is going to help a lot of people just so you know that like this is, I guarantee you that, um, many people, more people than anyone realize suffer with this in silence. So for you to be willing to talk about it, it says a lot about your character and, uh, and I just want you to know I appreciate it and I respect it a lot. Um, I want to ask you, there are many ways to go. Yeah. What, what, what happened that made you get to a point where you said, I need to, I need to change? Like, what was it that really made you be like, hey, I need to make a change right now. Was was there an individual moment? Was there a string of things? Was it just all of it put together? Like, was there something specific that happened where you're like, hey, I this isn't sustainable. This isn't healthy. I need to make a change. Um, let's see. So for me personally, so I think where this all started, I think when it was the fear of getting back to 285, right? Yep. That was the initial fear. So that's when the whole journey started for me being like, I can't eat these foods because if I eat Chipotle burrito one day, a week, a month, a year, I'm going to gain three pounds. And then that three pounds is going to turn to 10 pounds. Mm. Before you know it, I'm going to be back to 285 looking like Shrek and <laughs> Job of the Hut had a baby. You know what I mean? Like something like that. Just trying to think of two gross things. Um, no, but I think it really started, I needed to address this issue because it was affecting my relationships, not with food, with them, my loved ones. Mm. Right. So my, my parents got more concerned. They were like, Hey, like what's going on? Then my girlfriend, who's been super supportive, love her to death. She was like, Hey, this is kind of affecting our relationship. Not just cause it's like. From, and it got to a point where it was, she was like, oh, like, let's grab dinner in Boston. I'm like, all right, like, yeah, cool. Like, what are you thinking? And she's like, oh, like, I thought we'd like to talk and like figure out where we're going to go. I'm like, oh, like, cool. Yeah. Like, but for me in the back of my head, I was like, I need a heads up so I can look at the menu to look at what item on the menu I'm going to get without the dressing, without the sesame oil, without the mm. X, Y, or Z. I'm going to make a modification to the meal that they have on the menu. So I don't eat that many calories, right? Yep. Because it yep. got to a point like this past summer and this past spring since probably March of this year, I've eaten the same thing for breakfast, lunch, and dinner almost every day other than when we go out to dinner and I make those modifications to the meals, right? Yeah. So when I was like, oh, the other day when I was like, oh, what'd you get at that, that steakhouse? I was like, I heard Dallas has like unbelievable like smoked meats and you're like, dude, I had like the best steak ever. <laughs> and I was like, but you, I was like, but wait, you're, you're cutting through jujitsu right now. 
and you fit that into your macro or your calories for the day because you had a smaller salad or you had less of whatever in the morning. Like I didn't, I didn't have that mindset until I was recently like having a, trying to get that new relationship with food. Right. Mm. But, um, I think it, it was affecting my personal life way too much. Not going out with friends or my friend comes in from Colorado. Hey, let's go get wings and some beers. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I'll come for some, for four wings and a Diet Coke. And not have a beer. And I, I love, I don't, I don't like to overindulge, obviously. I don't want to like, having that hangover is just the worst feeling ever. But having a glass or two or wine, or I love, I'm, I love tequila. Tequila is like my drink <laughs> choice. It is, it is, it's, it's bad. I just, it loves the way it tastes, the way, it, oh, so good. Not drinking even, like, maybe having one of those instead. You'd like to be able to have a margarita and not feel bad about it? A margarita, I, oh, yes. Not, not just a skinny margarita and drink half of it, like, no, the whole on, go out, exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> There's a place down the street that I'm in the Cape right now that has unbelievable margaritas, tostadas. The chips and guac are unbelievable. Like, I would never go and get that until, like, as of recently where I'm like, I need to just start reassessing stuff and know that one meal is not going to catastrophically change the way I look. That's the biggest thing for me. It was if I eat this one meal, I'm going to get a beer belly. Or if I drink that beer, it's going to affect my weight on the scale, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'm at a point now where it's like I'm still eating in a – Right, I, and it's I'm really, really, it's, it's, and it's hard, right? Really, really trying to reassess everything, and really trying to like, I don't. Right now, I'm about six three, one hundred and sixty eight pounds, right? Yep. Too light. I'm gonna be the first one to say, and I'm the first one to say it to myself, I'm not doing anything about it. Well, you are doing something about it. N- well, now, yeah, obviously, I'm doing something now about it, but. There was a point where I was like, oh, yeah, I know I'm too light. But then I continued to eat the same meals, work out the two hours, and still eat in a deficit where I, I'm at a point right now where I don't need to lose any more weight. I need to eat. I, for me, it's either like, all right, get, try to find, get back to maintenance and then maybe start eating the surplus. But I think the, the root of the problem that I came up with was that it was affecting my relationship with my family and my girlfriend. Dude, it makes total sense. Yeah. I mean, I, and for whatever it's worth, I don't know how much you know about my history with with disordered relationships with food, and that a lot that wrestling really brought on with me when I when I was wrestling. Oh, hundred percent, yeah. Like when you, when you went to Israel and you were like, went to that market and you're like, yeah, I'm not going to eat that. Yeah, like, that that is that spoke to me to my bones. <laughs> I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go to X Y or Z restaurant X Y or Z place like. We go to Martha, like go to go to the vineyard from the Cape, and there's a bakery there that's like known for whatever pastry. There's zero chance I'm getting it. No way, no way, because then I, it's gonna go right into the right to my hips thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I, it, that, 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 just even that small moment of your mini podcast spoke to me so much. I was like, literally, that's literally me. Yeah. I, I would go to Italy and not eat pasta. Or not eat pizza. Like, are you kidding me? Or not eat, <laughs> not eat gelato. Like, that's that's where I would go. I travel to some exotic place, 
whatever food they're known for, if it's too high in calorie, I wouldn't eat it. Bro, I, I just want you to know, you are in a better place now than I was when I decided, hey, something needs to change, yeah. right? So, so for me, when I decided things needed to change, uh, it was for the same reasons. It was, it was completely ruining my relationships with my family, with my friends, my ability to, to meet girls at that time in my exactly, life. Exactly, like, exactly. It was destroying it. And, and I, I remember I was back in Boston uh, for, on a college break and a bunch of buddies wanted to meet up for breakfast, but I was intermittent fasting. And I was like, no, I can't meet up for breakfast. And and I didn't say because like I my eating window starts at like two. But in my mind, I was like, no, I can't eat breakfast. I don't want to go have breakfast with them because I'm intermittent fasting. And I, that there was something that like a landmine exploded in my brain just being like, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. Like you're not going to go meet up with your buddies that you haven't seen in like a year and a half because – of your eating window for your intermittent fat, like, are you out of your mind? Yeah. But, but even though that happened, it still didn't change it. Like I still didn't make the change. And, and this is sort of where you're saying like, you've known you've had to make a change, but you still haven't there. There's it's a process. It's all yeah. a process. And 100%. the things that you're saying now with unequivocally, you are significantly more educated and have more understanding of the truth than I did when I first was like, Hey, I, I I'm, ready to make the change, which it sounds like you are finally ready to make a change. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It won't. It's going to be difficult. There will be challenges, but you are better off now than I was when I first said, Hey, I'm ready to make this change. So that's really important for you to understand. No, Got I it? appreciate, I appreciate you saying that too, but a lot of it, I owe a lot of it to you too. Uh, that makes me more happy than I can even begin to tell you. My, my biggest thing is I want you to know without a shadow of a doubt that whether it's in a month or six months or a year, like you will get to a point in which food no longer causes you anxiety. That does not, there is no doubt in my mind, you will get to that point. Oh, that's all I need to hear. <laughs> I mean it. I mean it. And no. I, I don't say that lightly. And once you really understand that and internalize, like that is the truth, you will get there. Now the process becomes, okay, it, be, it becomes simpler. I wouldn't, I won't necessarily say easier. In some ways yeah. it becomes a little bit easier because when you believe in yourself, sometimes it, it gets easier. But what, what's going to happen now is something you said early on, you said, when you decide to do something, you do whatever it takes, right? That's your, that's like yeah. your personality is what you do. Now it's like, you're going to do whatever it takes to make sure that you develop first and foremost a healthy relationship with food. And that's what we're going to have to attack first. Um, yeah. I have some ideas in my head and, okay. and we'll talk about them. But before I give my ideas, if you had to pick with, I just want to hear your ideas first. And, mm -hmm. and if I, if I think your idea is terrible, I'll say, no, that's just a terrible idea. Yeah. I think Tell it's great. I'll say it's great. If, if you had to pick one thing, just one place to begin that you think might be helpful in improving your relationship with food now, what do you think might be a good place to start? Whether it's stop weighing yourself, uh, stop tracking calories, whether it's uh, like, it could be any number of things. Those are just two off the top of my head. But do you have an idea of just one thing you might pick that could potentially help you start along this process? 
That's a good question. I'm trying to think. Is there there are a couple things that I think I could be doing differently to begin with. Okay. Uh, so so I, throw- I've, I've weighed myself every day basically since last September, right? Okay. And it got to a point where I wouldn't – I'd leave the gym, right, in the trash bag and everything, losing what? Fiber, probably five pounds of water weight. Yeah. Which, and I, yeah, it's like whenever people like most people don't understand how that's possible, it's very, very possible. Yeah. Like, like I, it's, and, yeah. And I that's why you gain, that's why you gain three or four or five pounds in a day. It's because you drink water and you, you eat food. Yep. It's not, you're not gaining fat or anything like that. But, and I obviously, again, thank you for bringing, opening my eyes to that because everything that, all your content that you share. It's helped me realize that, but it got to a point where I would, so I'm, mind you, I'm in that trash bag, sweating all that water out. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't drink water during my workout. And I wouldn't drink any water after my workout mm. until I weighed myself. It was all with the goal of seeing the lowest possible number on the scale. Exactly. Spot on. I wouldn't. So then. Sunday, August 10th, I weighed 172 pounds. If I saw on August 17th that I was 172.6, I'd be like, are you kidding me? What (laughs) the hell? And then on Thursday, I'd be 168.7. I'm like, oh, this is unreal. Let's go. So I saw I saw the progress there. So I'm just gonna keep doing that. I'm not gonna drink water during my workout. I'm not gonna drink water after which I weigh myself. It got to that point where I would just and I come home and I get to a point where it's like you're almost like not like shaking, but you're like get a little lightheaded because you burned a ton of calories and you didn't drink any water. You didn't replenish any of the electrolytes in your body while you worked out. So maybe the weighing yourself thing and then. I got to a point where I stopped using my fitness pal. Okay. Uh, just because I wasn't, I, I knew I wasn't tracking it as accurate as I was saying I was. So I would scan something in it, but then I would also, then I'd be like, oh, I'm going to add like a handful of like something or like a handful, not, not even saying handful of like almonds. I'm saying like a, oh, I dice up some onions and toss it on top of my salad or cucumbers or celery and stuff like that. Like I try to make it as voluminous as possible. So I wouldn't add those handfuls of things. And so it wasn't super accurate. So then, and I was eating like a dog and I, I still kind of do, I still eat kind of the same meals for breakfast, lunch and dinner every day. Okay. Um, but I don't track in my fitness pal anymore. Cause since you eat the same things every day, I I'm, consistently weighing around 168 pounds i know kind of just i don't need to measure anything because i just know how much everything is right to an extent right obviously you're gonna you might grab an extra two or three leaves of lettuce for dinner but other than that it's like it's pretty pretty the same every day so i don't think that the tracking thing it's just i need to get myself to be okay with eating more calories that's the biggest thing mm. i tell myself i'm like yeah i need to eat more calories but then again what was it on last thursday I'm like, okay i need more calories right protein i make protein ice cream for breakfast which is the protein powder i use is 100 calories 
And then I use a third a cup of almond milk, and then a two-thirds cup of black coffee to kind of make the liquid for the protein powder, for the protein powder. And then half a tablespoon of xanthan gum, and then I do the then I'll like crumble up some protein of a protein bar, like maybe half a if that half a protein bar on top as like the cookie dough pieces that I like to taste in it. And then for lunch, I'll go half a cup of egg whites with a piece of toast and two slices of turkey bacon. And then for dinner, I do a massive salad with a ton of veggies, and I'll do. Um, like a, some sort of like fish, like a cod. So like an 80-calorie filet cod or I'll do, uh, since I'm down in the Cape, I'll get some sort of shrimp, which again is super low-calorie. But it's high volume, so at the time I'm full. And then I'll do another protein ice cream. Same thing as breakfast for dessert with a yogurt. Got it. So Got I'm it. Still, I'm still eating, and I know, and the thing is that I know I'm eating way too few calories yep because i just i don't even know what the salad and the protein ice cream come out to but i know it's not more than 600 calories yeah there's no there's no way it's protein powder and maybe 75 calories of a protein bar and then the turkey bacon toast and egg whites is maybe 200 calories my dinner might be 400 calories and then the dessert, maybe another 190, 200 calories. Like, that's not enough. Yeah. So that's what I'm eating every day. And I, I, I do enjoy the way it tastes, too. It's not like I'm, like, eating brown rice and chicken and putting hot sauce on it and calling it a day. Like, my food, I enjoy the taste of them. But it's just eating more food is where it's kind of getting to that point where I'm like, I need to eat more calories. Yeah, and I tell myself that, but then I'm like, at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, well, like, eight o'clock, I just ate my ice cream. Like, yeah, I could eat more, like, or I could just like turn on Netflix and kind of just chill and like fall asleep around like ten. Makes total that, sense. That's where I'm at right now. I'm like, so, so you're you're deliberately eating foods that you know are super low calorie, and even though you're not necessarily tracking, like you, you have, you are aware of probably what the total calorie intake is in a range. And like, you're specifically choosing foods that, you know, are the lowest possible calorie. Exactly. Uh, like the, and, from like a veggie standpoint, I eat cucumbers, peppers, onions, mushrooms, zucchini. Yeah. From in my breakfast, like the, the protein ice cream thing. Like even if I put a whole protein bar on there, I know it's not going to be more than 400 calories. There's no way. Yeah, it's it's a protein powder, a third a cup of almond milk, and a protein bar, basically. And and do you feel like one of the reasons you're doing this is because you know you're gonna weigh in the next day and you want the scale to say like the lowest possible number? Right now, it's like I don't want it to. So say like I'm one sixty eight. I get like not I I get I, I'm not gonna call. Yeah, I'm gonna call. I get anxiety if it's gonna be over one seventy. Cool. So, right. you know, do you know what the, the first step is going to be? What we're going to do for the number one thing we're going to do to start improving your relationship with food? Hit me. I have no idea. You are no longer weighing yourself. Okay. All right. No longer weighing yourself. Like, just completely, like, that has to be the first move. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel about that? I'm not going to lie. It's going to be tough. 
Yeah. Yep. Let me ask you this. Are you willing to do what it takes? 100%. 110%. So, so you have a couple options. Right. You could keep the scale at home. You could keep it there. Or you could throw it out, give it away, something like basically like, you know, if it's there, it's going to be tempting. But you don't have to get it out of the house. You don't have to remove it. But it might be easier. So it really depends on the person. Some people are like, you know what, I'm just going to get rid of it. And, and, and that's fine. Other people are like, you know what, I can keep it there. I just, I know I'm not going to use it. I remember, remember officer Rocky from Sudbury. Oh my gosh. Dare? The dare uh, program. Yeah. The dare program. Exactly. I will never forget a story of him telling me or our like fifth grade class when we did dare that, uh, his wife used to smoke cigarettes and on, one day she decided to quit cold Turkey. And instead of throwing her cigarettes out, she kept her last pack of cigarettes right on her nightstand next to her bed and just used that as motivation. And, and I'll never forget that story. And like, I, for I, some, do rem- I remember the same story. Yeah, <laughs> I do remember that now that you bring it up. For some people, it's that would be a terrible idea, right? Like for some people, like if you're an alcoholic, keeping alcohol in the house is a really stupid idea. But for other people, they use it as a form of motivation. So there's no right or wrong here. I, I bring that that to you because I want you to choose what you think is going to be best for you, whether it's keeping the scale there or removing it. What do you think will be best? I think personally, I, I, I'm I kind of, yeah, man, yeah, 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 yeah. Like definitely like won't weigh myself. But if I think the scale's in the house, I probably will jump on it tomorrow morning after the gym to weigh myself after I shower. Perfect. So I think. And then I know since it's like the support I have down here too, I'm, I'm in the Cape right now and I have my scale here, travels with me everywhere I go. Like I brought it, I brought it from my apartment in Southie down to here. I think that in my, my, my parents aren't here down right now, but um, two of my aunts, my mom's sisters live down here too in the same town. If I t- I, and I've opened up a little bit to them about this. So I think I'm going to tell them, Hey, come over and grab this thing and bring it to your house, lock it in the closet and don't really touch it. I love that. I love that because for many reasons, you're being very objective. Like, you know, if it's there, you're going to jump on it. Yeah. 100%. Speaking to your family about it, like you're cluing them in, like you're giving them insight and they're also going to be there to help hold you accountable. Yeah. Uh, there are many aspects of this that I love. I think that's an amazing idea. Um, when do you think you can make this happen? Is it something you can ha- make happen this afternoon? Um, I'm going to get off the call with you today, and I'm going to give them a ring, and they live maybe, it's, I don't want to say good and bad thing, but they live like a mile away. That's perfect. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I love them to death. They're, they're my aunts and my mom's sisters, and they're the best. And they've been, I actually was talking to them this morning. I was like, oh, like I'm going on a podcast this afternoon, kind of address some things. They go, oh, God, that's, that. all, the, the, that's awesome, blah, blah. Like, let me know how it goes. And then you're going to get two follower requests on Instagram. From <laughs> my, I, I can guarantee you within the next problem, I'm going to call them after this, show them your Instagram. They're going to they're gonna follow you in like maybe a half hour. So just, just beware. That. You're going to get two new follower requests. That's perfect. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. So, so there's a couple things. So number one, I want you to know um, – you and I are going to talk again in about a month. I just want to cool because uh, I want to check in with you and I want to help keep you accountable and I, I want to keep track your progress. So this is not going to be the last time we talk. Um, today you're going to give the scale away to your aunts. So that's the number one thing. So when you and I talk again in about a about a month, 
if all you do is not weigh yourself for the next month, that will be a massive win. Mm. Okay, so like that that has to be the foremost understanding of if you literally if nothing else changes, but you don't weigh yourself, you will have made tremendous progress. That that has to be the the foundation going forward. The number one thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, There's not a doubt in my mind that other things will change and improve along with this, but if that's all that we do, that's a huge win. Um, Let me ask you this. On a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being not confident at all, like at all, 10 being 100% confident, zero questions, zero insecurities, zero uh, fears or worries, how confident are you in your ability to not weigh yourself on any scale, no scale at Planet Fitness, no scale of your own? How confident are you in your ability to not weigh yourself once for the next month? I'd give myself an 8. Okay. But I know, I know that because I have my own personal scale that I know Planet Fitness does not have scales. Oh, okay. judgment Because it's a judgment-free zone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that, I, I learned that the hard way when I went to go weigh myself. But, um, no, I think that if I loop my aunts in and I loop my family in on the, the, the no weighing myself for a month, I think that it's, it, that would bring it up to a 10. For myself, I know eight, but then once I share this with others, I know that they'll make sure that it's going to be for the better. Yeah, I love that. You, you have a, a tremendous support system around you. Um, and for whatever it's worth, just based on the, the little bit I, that I know of you, I, my, my confidence in it is a 10. Because from the one thing you said earlier, it's like you will do whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. That's, that's your personality. That's who you are. Like you will do whatever it takes. And it, even, and especially when it's very difficult, you know, this is the right thing to do. So, so that's number one. Now I'm going to ask you to do one other thing. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you to do one other thing and I'm going to give you one thing. The, the one thing I'm going to gotcha. ask you to do that I would, th- this is going to be, this is going to be just a, a personal favor to me. And I think that, uh, I think you'll understand like this has to be done. Yeah. I I don't I don't ever want you to wear a trash bag to work out ever again. Okay. Can you do that? Yeah. Like if you want to keep putting on layers for the next month, go for it. We can address it later, but never ever 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 put a trash bag on to work out ever again. Gotcha. It it will not help in any way shape or form. Um, and every day that you don't put that on for the sake of sweating is another day that you win and that you get better and improve. And since you're not going to be weighing yourself anymore, there's really no point, right? True. I didn't think of that. So I guess a quick side note there, I guess. So like my association with a good workout is that, that sweating aspect. What? How do I, I, this is going to sound like I'm like, I don't want to sound like, don't how do I know I'm, don't how, worry do I know, how do I know I'm burning calories? You sorry. are burning calories right now. You burn calories just by living. You burn calories, yeah. when you sleep, you burn, just the process of thinking requires your body to burn calories. Um, sweating doesn't mean you're burning more calories. Like it doesn't. Um, 
it is what you're doing is you're chasing a feeling, you're chasing okay. a sensation, you're not chasing a result. And, and this is something that's very common because here, the, the funny thing about all this is, is you know that just because you sweat doesn't mean it's a good workout. Like, you know that. I know, I know, I know. You're, you're very well aware, like, that it's, there are most people, and this includes myself, many, many years ago, most people think that sweating means you're having a better workout. And that's how you used to think, and that's what I used to think, and that's where many people still are. As many people think that if they don't sweat, then the workout wasn't good. Now, though, I can tell that you know that's not true. Like, that is it's, factually correct. And uh, you're right. If my if, say, if my brother came to me and said, "Hey, you gotta try this new thing I've been doing at the gym. I wear a trash bag to the gym. I sweat more to burn more calories." I'd be like, "Dude, are you are you actually insane? <laughs> That's not how it works." It's exactly right. But it's I, exactly right. Yeah, it's it's crazy. You <laughs> don't need to sweat to have a good workout. Sweating isn't bad. I mean, I, I think he, here's the way that that I look at it. I think uh, the the way that I frame it is I. <laughs> I think some sometimes people really need to focus on their strength training and other times people need to focus on their conditioning, their cardio. I think they're yeah. both important. And one way like, cuz some people in strength training like especially like the hardcore powerlifters, like I used to be, we used to hate like we hate on cardio, anything cardio based. Stupid, you don't need it. Da 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 da. Uh that's that's stupid. Of course, cardio not from a fat loss perspective but from a health perspective. Heart you need it for your heart health. Um so one of the the sort of phrases I came up with was for some of your workouts, you should just be focusing on lifting more weight. And on other, like it, I was like, basically what I said is, if you never sweat in any of your workouts, you're probably not doing it optimally. On the other hand, if you always are constantly sweating and drenched with your heart rate up as high as possible, and your your goal is to sweat, you are not structuring your workouts properly. Yeah. Right. Like that, that, that's extreme. Been my goal. Yeah. That and and, it, and correct me if I'm wrong. That's been your goal because you know that you'll weigh less after the workout if you sweat more. Correct. Spot on. Are you are you in my brain right now? <laughs> <laughs> I, I've I've been through it personally. Yeah. I've worked with hundreds and thousands of people who who've also been through this. This is this is more common than you would ever imagine. Um, sweating has no bearing on the effectiveness of your workout at all. Now, this leads me to the, the thing that I wanna give you. Um, you don't have to take me up on it, but I would like to give you a, a, a free quarter, so three months in the inner circle, so that you have access to the inner circle workouts, which you will be able to do from Planet Fitness. Um, these workouts, you will you will not be sweating like you have been. I promise you that. Um, you will be focused on getting strong as hell, building more muscle, getting more tone, more defined, uh, more athletic. They might actually remind you of some of the workouts that you did uh, for for lacrosse or football, just like very athletic based. That's really what the inner circle workouts are. They're, they're not bodybuilding workouts. They're not like any of that. It's I want you to be strong and athletic and and to love how you look and how your body moves and feels. That's what these workouts are. Um, you don't have to do this yet. And, and the reason I'm hesitant to to do this right now is because I don't want to put too much on you. There's too I don't want to give you too much. But 
I know for a fact, I, I'm going to give you the free quarter either way, just so you have access to it. Again, like I said earlier, if by the end of this month, all you do is do not weigh yourself, massive win. If you get to the end of the month, you don't weigh yourself, you don't wear a trash bag, it's like more progress than I can even begin to express. But if you get to the end of this month, you don't weigh yourself, you don't wear a trash bag when you work out, and you do a month of these workouts consistently, and you don't do anything extra, you're not like trying to sweat more for the sake of sweating more. If you do that for the next month, I guarantee you this this month will be the the forever in your mind in your life you will remember this this month as the one where things really started to change for the better amen count me in 100 i i you just made my day made my month made, made my year <laughs> it, i getting a getting a free quarter of the inner circle is like opening up a birthday card from your grandma you know that there's that a hundred dollar check in there it's it's going to be difficult and i don't want to sugarcoat it because if i give you unrealistic expectations then that sets people up for failure no i want to it's the most difficult part in my mind and this is based on my personal experience as as someone who struggled with this and also with coaching clients the hardest part i'm going to predict and we'll talk about it again in a month we'll we'll see is that you're not going to be working out every day you're going to that's going to be the hardest part for me i think four, four days a week that's it that's all you yeah, got. Yeah, that's going to be tough. Now, my prediction is that it's going to be the hardest for the first week. After the first week, it will get exponentially easier. And you're going to start falling in love with your rest days, which ironically will be the hardest in that first week or two. You're going to start falling in love with them because what's going to happen is over the course of this month, I, I want you to fall in love with your performance, just like you did for lacrosse or for football. Like I want you to fall in love with getting stronger and with lifting and finding movements that like you are obsessed with. Like, dude, I never thought that I would get like obsessive about stretching, but since now I have this new goal of getting a split, I'm obsessed with stretching. Achieving it. Yeah. It's like, I was obsessed with, with deadlifting four times my body weight for the better part of a decade is when you have these, these performance based goals, it's not to say that aesthetics no longer become important to you, but it does mean that you stop doing stupid shit for the sake of trying to weigh less, right? Like when you really start focusing on what your body can do, that is a very powerful transition mentally and emotionally. And that's what I what I want you to have access to is these workouts that I want I want you to get strong, bro. Like I want you to focus on getting stronger, squats, deadlifts, chin-ups, rows, and during your rest days, you're going to be sore and you're going to notice that the next day you go into the gym after rest day, you feel great. Your energy's up. You feel stronger. You're noticing more muscle in the mirror. Like that's what I want to happen from this. I want you to fall in love with, with both training hard and recovering hard so that you can do what's right for your body and for your mind. That is that like, the thing is, too, for me, like, just to kind of unwind is, like, I go to the gym for two hours every morning. And, Jordan, I'm not going to lie to you. I wore a trash bag this morning. Well, good news is that's going to be the last time you ever wear a trash bag to work out. Exactly. Did you weigh yourself this morning? Yep. 
Cool. So today was the last day that you're going to weigh yourself for the foreseeable future. It doesn't have to, it's not like you can't ever weigh yourself again, but for the foreseeable future, no weighing yourself, at least for the next 30 days yeah. and never again in your entire life will you ever, ever wear a trash bag when you work out. And, uh, it'll be cool because I'm, I'm actually going to publish this, this conversation to either, either when we get off or tomorrow morning. Um, and forever, you'll have this conversation that you can share with either your family or your kids. Maybe one day, like God forbid, maybe your kid is struggling with something like this and you can have them listen to this episode. You'd be like, this is the day that it all changed. Um, yeah. And we're gonna talk again in a month and we're gonna, we're gonna yeah. keep up to date with how you're doing. But today is the last day that you ever, ever wear a trash bag to work out to sweat more. Cause you know, just cause you're sweating more doesn't mean you're getting better. Doesn't mean you're yeah. making a change in your body. Literally. It, as soon as you drink water, <laughs> you're like you're rehydrating. Like and all you're doing way, is dehydrating yourself. <laughs> when you're talking to me right now, it's like, am I insane? No, like, I'm, I'm insane. basically I'm basically starving myself in from water during a workout, so that I can see a number on the scale not be over a certain number. It's like what? And like during my workout, I, I was like. You know, I could use like a sip of water right now. Like it's there's been points like other times it's obviously not like that, but like there's been times where it's like I'm I'm quite parched. I could use a, <laughs> I could use a sip of uh, some some water, maybe some sparkling variety. What happens when you work out super hard for two hours and like you're you're deliberately sweating as much as you can? Like yeah, so yeah. so now. Now you're going to be able to work out. You're going to have be taking longer rest periods. You're not going to be sweating nearly as much. You're going to be lifting heavy weight and you're going to be staying hydrated, bro. And it's going to feel great. And you're going to be walking around the gym like a badass. Like, and you're going to be getting stronger every week. You're going to be lifting more weight. You're going to be improving your physical strength and your mental and emotional strength. You're going to be able to go out to dinner with your girlfriend and you're going to enjoy it. You're going to love being able to go out, have a steak, maybe some ice cream for dessert, go back home and be able to relax with your girlfriend and have no fear or anxiety about it. And I'm not saying that's going to happen tonight or tomorrow, but it will happen. Yeah. I promise. Or, or, or be tired all the time, like going to dinner and then coming back. Like It would be like 8.30 and it's like, all right, like, time for bed. It's like, what am I like? Like my, there's, I'm sorry to go like on a tangent here, but. There's been times like my parents stay up later than me on like a Saturday night. <laughs> Dude, I'm 25 and my I'm not, my mom my mom's like 20, but no no my dad's like 65. My mom's not actually 20, but I don't. I'm not gonna tell her, anyone anyone her age. But my dad's 65 years old, retired, and he stays up later than me on a Saturday night, and I'm 25. It's like, dude, like come on, like what are you, your grandpa? Yeah, yeah. But then I, yeah, it's, I guarantee it's you craziness. I guarantee you. When you are 30 and 40 and 50 and 60, you will not look back on your 20s and say, man, I really regret going out with my buddies or going out with my girlfriend and enjoying that dinner. You will never, ever say that. But I promise you will regret not going out. 100%. And and you will regret, like, not sleeping in. And enjoying just time with your girlfriend or enjoying time with your family on a rest day. And like, I don't know, I have to get up. I have to put this trash bag on and sweat more. Even though I literally know this does absolutely nothing. It's only hurting me. You will regret doing that. I, I promise. No, I know. And the, one of your points, too, that you made, too, it's like, for me personally, it's like, 
Well, right right now, like currently, summer season. Obviously, you want you want to look good at the beach. So I like have, have the six pack and like I have the the tonage going. It's like I don't want to lose that. So when you were like, oh yeah, like you're gonna do four days a week in the gym, I'm like, well, what am I gonna do when I see the number on the scale go up? And I was like, ah. Wait a minute. <laughs> that scale's not going to be in my house anymore, so I won't have to worry about that. That's but the thing point. is, like, I associate weight gain with fat gain, still mm. to an extent. So I feel like, say I'm I, I'm not going to be weighing myself, but if I, I am gaining weight, I'm going to lose my. Like, I feel like that I have to. So that's another thing too. Like I have to be under 170 because I have abs right now. If I exceed that, if I exceed the 170, I'm going to lose my abs, which is, like, insane because there's people that are, obviously, this is an extreme, but, like, pro athletes, pro football players that are 260 pounds that are cut like rugs. You know what I mean? Like, you can weigh more and still have the body composition that looks like you are fit and athletic, and that's what I need to start doing, I think, getting the scale out of the house cutting up this trash bag and putting it where it belongs in the trash is going to be a big, big step. You're, you're a hundred percent, right? You're yeah. a, on all counts. You're a hundred percent. Right. And then another thing too, it's like, I, I, I tell my, like, not my, not my, uh, I open up a little bit to my friends about it, but like I tell people when I like open up to my family about this, it was like 10 years from now when I'm 35, who's going to care that you had a six pack when I was 25? exactly right no right i mean my 10-year reunion or 20-year reunion from college or high school like, oh my oh michael connell right you you're the kid with the six-pack when you're 25 <laughs> like, no it's gonna be like oh my god like how have you been how are things how are the kids hopefully by then maybe i don't know but like how how's life how's your job how's the family it's not gonna be like oh like dude lift your shirt up do you still have that six-pack when you're 25 yeah bro and i'm saying that now and it's like now it's that next step it's like i need to start hitting this thing head on and be like all right like it's time to buckle up the helmet not to go back to the the college sports days but (laughs) buckle it up and let's start like taking this very seriously yeah let's do what it let's do what it takes exactly whatever life and enjoy life happily and uh and with the with the people that you love and that you care about and the people that love and care about you Right. Exactly. Like, exactly. No one's sitting around the, the Thanksgiving table being like, I'm super thankful for my six pack. Like no Unless one. Unless you're a little shallow. <laughs> <laughs> what they are thankful for is all the people, the friends, the food, the food like all oh, the food. No one is ever like, oh, I was on this sick vacation and like, oh, I was just so shredded this whole vacation. No, one, but like, oh, I went on this vacation. We went to these amazing restaurants. Like we like slept in, we relaxed, we enjoyed ourselves, had the most amazing steak I've ever had. It's like. It let's really make sure that you live life and enjoy life rather than suffering through it. No. Uh, it's yeah. Been, it's like it gets to a point too for me. It was like go to dinner out in Boston, go to the seaport for my birthday. My girlfriend booked this awesome reservation at, uh, what was it called? Lola 42. Great little like seafoody Asian infusion place right in the water. Uh, got up, went to use the bathroom, came back, and there was a salted caramel parfait with mm. a candle in it waiting for me. The whole staff comes over, sings happy birthday, and I'm smiling, and I'm happy, and I'm super grateful that you did it. But then in the back of my mind, I'm like, 
All right, like, good thing I brought my workout clothes to her, her apartment to go work out in the morning. Like, <laughs> I got to go. I got to go wear the trash bag. I got to go work out for two hours the next morning. No it more. My friend. Yeah, no more. Exactly. Exactly. It was now, taking I'm, a toll. I'm going to uh, make an offer. You are more than welcome to decline this offer. Um, it's based on what you're comfortable with. Um, yeah. My community is the most supportive, encouraging community in the world. I very much believe that. And if you want, you're more than welcome to share your Instagram account if you'd like to connect with people who maybe want to either like give you encouragement or maybe people who were inspired by what you had to say and that it helped them. If you would prefer to keep it private, that is totally fine. Uh, some people are like, you know what, like I, I don't want to share my my private information. Other people are like, I would like to do that. So it's I'm going to leave the floor to you right now if you would like to share or not share. It's up to you. Yeah, so my Instagram handle is michael.oconnell32. michael.oconnell32. Um, yes. Perfect. And uh, amazing. And man, I'm I'm going to text you once we're off. Um, we're going to set up a time to hop on another call in a month or so, and I'm going to make sure you get that free quarter in the inner circle. And, um, dude, I, I'm stoked. I'm very impressed with you. I'm super excited about this. And actually I'm going to text Sean Miller once this is over, just to let him know I love him and how much he, how, how much he's changed my life. I just want to let him know. So thank you for bringing him up and, uh, and please give your family my love. I can't believe of course, it. I of course. Like it's a lifetime since I spoke with all of right. them. Right. Um, man, I, I, no. I'm very excited about this. This is, this is, a uh, this is very exciting and, and I'm very impressed with you and I cannot wait to, to hear from you and to hear how everything is going. No, Jordan, thank you so much, man. Seriously. It's well, been awesome talking to you and obviously I'll, I'll shoot Sean Miller a text as well. See, <laughs> see, see, see if you can put two and two together if we send him a, Hey, Hey, I love you text. Oh, but, all uh, right. I'm going to send him, Hey, I love you right now. You send him the exact same thing. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm going to do it right now. All right, my man. Have a wonderful day. Give your family my love and I'm going to text you and we'll set up another call. Perfect. One, last thing, Jordan. One more yes. thing is congratulations also on the license. <laughs> what, Thank you, bro. What is the first drive through you're going to be going through? Have you gone through one already? I have not gone because I have this jujitsu competition coming up. So oh, true, true. Pro what I am going to do though, I decided that once the the competition is over and I'm and the competition is over, the first thing I'm going to get is a uh, large Pizza Hut stuffed crust pepperoni pizza, which oh, I remember okay. there. I don't I don't know if it was in Sudbury or Marlboro was, or somewhere. Was, I think it was Framingham on Fruit Nine. Oh yes, yeah. There was a, a yeah. Pizza in framing the only pizza like ever around us yeah yeah. there and i remember getting stuffed crust there and it was my favorite pizza ever but i haven't had it since i was like i don't know 10 12 and as soon as i moved to texas literally the first pizza i had here i was with a group of buddies and they're like oh we're gonna get stuffed crust pizza from pizza i was like no way i completely forgot that existed and bro it's just as good as i remembered it if not better so that's gonna be the first thing i drive to once the competition's over make sure they have a (laughs) drive-thru don't don't get too nervous on sometimes the drive-thrus get a little nerve-wracking it's difficult i was gonna say go to chick-fil-a and then you can do like the they have something if you say it first before they do you get it for free so i was gonna tell you to do that but wait what what do you say to get it because of chick-fil-a like a two-minute walk for me 
someone oh man i forget what it is someone on your in, in your uh, community will probably let you know what it is but i think it's I'm, oh my pleasure it's my pleasure if you, say, you say my it, pleasure before they do then you get it for free i believe so so if you're like yeah i'll get the uh uh, biscuit, chicken sandwich, uh, large Coke, and some waffle fries. My pleasure. You say wow. Before them, it's free. I, that's what I've been seeing on the social media platforms some TikTok stuff. I'm going to have to give that a shot. I might have you to might, vlog. I think you might have to. That would be hilarious. <laughs> if you go in on the vlog and you, and you do it, it would be, I'm not, it would be even more funny to do them. They're like, okay, yeah, it's 645. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, okay, thanks, Mark. Yep, All right. My, all right. Well, our pleasure as well, sir. Yeah, exactly. It's 645. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, pick it up at the next one, though. <laughs> awesome, man. Dude, all right, Jordan. Wonderful, wonderful day. And I will talk to you within the next couple minutes. Awesome, man. Sounds good. See ya. Bye. That wraps it up for this episode of the Jordan Syatt Mini Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Again, as my way of saying thank you for your support and encouragement over the years and to celebrate the 10-year anniversary of Syatt Fitness, you can get 10% off your first order of the Inner Circle. I'll put the link in the show notes, but if you use the code ANNIVERSARY10 when you check out, you'll get 10% off your first order and your membership with the Inner Circle. I hope to see you in there. Either way, thank you so much. Have a wonderful day, and I'll talk to you soon.